Friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast. With me in the studio this week is Bart Hansen, uh, our vice president here on the team. And welcome, Bart. Thank you, John. It's good to be here. Yeah. Good to be with you today. Good to have you back in the studio. Yes. Bart and I have had a number of conversations just personally over the last couple of weeks that we thought we really need to share this with you all about how we're doing in the world and how Christians are holding up. And I think we've just got some real encouragement for you all today. I really do. Um, because Bart, you have your finger on the pulse of a lot of our followers. You, you have a yes. lot of phone calls, a lot of personal mm -hmm. uh, touch and opportunity to connect with our folks. And what are you seeing? Yeah, John, it's a spectrum. There are some people that they're doing great. They're doing really good, and they're thinking things are going really well. Yeah. And But then there are those who are um, lots of fear, mm. lots of fear. Yeah. Lots of just unrest in their souls that yes. you, you can detect that. Yes. A lot of division, divisiveness, e even within families. Yeah, a lot of division. Still, yes. it's a yes. it's a very divisive time in the world. Yeah. I actually want to I want to come to that in a minute, but I want to pause on upset. I confess that I have found myself wanting to drink far more than I normally do. You know, Stacey and I'll go out to dinner with friends or something, and we'll have a glass of wine, but. I grew up in an alcoholic home and I, I just kind of keep an eye on all that. Right. I don't I don't drink much alcohol. Yes. And it's champagne toast at a wedding, how wonderful, right? Yes. But Bart, I can feel that there's agitation yes. in my own soul. And, and I'm just I'm kind of amazed at. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not going there. I've got a I've got a dear friend who admitted to me the other day that that he was drinking every single day through the quarantines. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh man, I, I get it. I get it. There is, a t there is an upset. Yes. And I think what we want to name is, that's completely understandable. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of upset in the world today. In fact, if you partake any media now, if you watch the news, if you get on social media, you follow your Instagram, you know, the the message is get upset. So, John, I think you'd name something very, very important for us to, to stop and just catch hold of. The pull that we all feel, that trigger, that unsettling thing. Yes. When we're around someone and we sense that we're in disagreement that that person doesn't believe like we do, man, there, there is just something that is pulling on us that pulls us into that divisiveness. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to use the word for hatred for us, but it's drawing us that way. Yeah. Is, oh yeah. If, if you don't believe like I do, then, you know, it's, it's like you're putting up your dukes. Yeah. You're wanting to defend or to offend or, yes. or whatever. So to name that in the spiritual realm that there's this pull on us to do that, I think is very important. Well, it's huge, gang, because look, let's let's be honest. A number of you have written in and said, hey, how come you guys aren't talking about 
you know, vaccine passports and mandates. Hey, how come you guys aren't talking about where the church should be, you know, standing on these things? And the reason is, gang, that in an hour like this, you can spend all of your capital. Yes. It's a highly divisive time. How does a Christian live mm-hmm. in, in a time like this? Yes. How do we, whoa, how do we keep our heads? Yes. And our faith. And Bart, one of the things that you were pointing out to me as we were looking at the division in families, you know, yes. you can't bring this stuff up. You were pointing out, yeah, but there's a lot of spiritual reason behind that. Right. Yeah. So I think when we kind of back up and go over the canopy of spiritual darkness that's, that's over the earth, we can name some things. Desolation, John, you've used that in a lot of your podcasting, and I think that's an overriding spiritual darkness that that encompasses a lot of things. But we, we've named fear. Yep. Fear is is rampant throughout the earth. I I have touch with people that are living that every single day. The people that I talk to, there's deception. You know, where is truth? And people are being deceived everywhere. And so we're struggling for truth. Hatred, you know, it just, it doesn't take long to go to that, you know, and Jesus says in Matthew 24, you know, he, he just says, you know, people are, are moving towards hatred. Oh, and he says, this is such a poignant verse. He says, and because of the increase yes. of unrighteousness, of evil, of right. wickedness, the things that get you upset. People are abandoning their faith. The love of most yes. will yes. grow cold. We kind of get caught up in where we are at ground level, but we need to back up and look at what is happening over the entire world today and name those spiritual forces. Yeah, it's helpful to name it because then you know it's not just you. Yes. It's not just you. You're not losing your grip on reality. You're not just more emotional than you've ever been. You know, it's the gasoline on the fire thing. There are real human issues, but then the enemy loves to throw gas on the fire. But this podcast is not about what darkness is doing in the world. What what we want to talk about is how do we as believers live in a time of so much upset, just be upset, and and so much division. And I, I love it that at the beginning of Matthew 24, yes. and I love the yes. rumors part because that's, that's the social media part, right? It's, yes, it's, exactly. You know, it's this, it's this scandal and this thing and this right. expletive, and you don't even know if it's true or not. Yeah, you know, but you names plagues. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's what he says. He says, "But see to it that you are not frightened. Mm. See to it wow. that you are not frightened." And when Jesus says things like that, he says, "Don't be alarmed." Uh, in Luke's version of the Olivet Discourse, here Matthew 24, Luke. 21, he says, don't let your hearts be weighed down. Yes. See Mm. to it. He literally says, see that your hearts are not weighed down. And he's making an assumption that we can play a very active role in shepherding our own hearts. Yes. So I want to rewind the clock here. I want to get out of the current moment. I want to go back, whoa, like... We'll just say quite a few years in your life, Bart. 
you're a building developer in Southern California. Mm -hmm. You've launched your own company. Mm -hmm. You've put it all on the line. I mean, you've signed all of the... Yes, personal guarantees. All the personal guarantees. Give your firstborn up and everything else. Everything you own. Yeah, yeah. everything. It's on the line. You are committed on the line. And then things things went sideways for Mm -hmm. you and your partner. What happened? Yeah, we were in a current that swept the entire industry. And, you know, just in a few short years, there was Saddam Hussein invades Kuwait, uh, the, the L.A. riots, the earthquakes. Orange County goes bankrupt. All of those things played a role, and the bottom of the market just dropped out. I mean, we had the, you know, one of the most robust market. We were selling out and by lotteries, and so we found ourselves that we had uh, purchased a lot of land, and um, and we were kind of a small, medium-sized builder, and so we had about you know a five to seven-year a supply of of land that we bought to develop, hopefully in this good market, then the bottom falls out and then no one shows up to buy the houses. And we're on the line with tens of millions of dollars of personally guaranteed loans that we have no way of paying back because we're leveraged really very highly. And so... So the temptation is to go to... Fear, run, hide, throw the keys at the bank and say, it's not my problem, which is what most of the developers did. And my partner, Mark, and I, you know, it was an incredible time. We were... You know, where it says in Proverbs that iron sharpens irons. I, I, I honestly don't think I could have done this alone because it's, it was so good to have a believing partner that we prayed together and we said, no, we're going to choose to do the right thing. We're, we're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to get engaged. We're going to go to work. And so the first thing we did is call the bank and say, here's where we are. And to be honest, Honest is the is your best friend. You know, we've mm-hmm. said that many, many times mm-hmm. in boot camps and so forth when we're looking at our own lives. But honesty, seven years, John, that we did not get a paycheck. Now you say, how can you live? Well, the thing is, is we had we had, had a lot of good years and and we had some good accountants and they just refigure our taxes and uh, we began to get, you know, enough to live on from the IRS from from these losses. So we weren't highly leveraged uh, personally, so it didn't take us a lot for us to live on, but we, we just rolled our sleeves up and we worked for seven years, seven years to get out of that hole. We paid off every bank, every loan, paid off every contractor. That's still emotional because God came through. God came through. God came through. It wasn't us. It was God was faithful when we saw no light and no chance of Mm. climbing out of a hole. Mm. Friends, this is where we turn our attention. God is faithful. I have had a really sweet experience recently of rediscovering some very old worship songs. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. And, you know, because I love, <laughs> yes. we love to worship. We love the new music. We uh -huh. love, you know, we love the fresh stuff coming out of, of all these talented people and, and spirit-filled places. But I went back to some old worship songs that we listened to 20, 30 years ago. And simply to put them on, suddenly my soul was back. Yes. And the effect that it had on me was, God, you have seen us through so much. Yes. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1 in the message. God raised Jesus from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. Jesus is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral. Jesus is running everything from galaxies to governments? Yes. And a question I ask when you, when you read that verse and just see that, that God is there and, and he is faithful. And on my side of the, of the fence, I, I have to ask myself every day, where am I placing my faith? Is it in the temporal or is it in the eternal? That, that's an important question I need to ask myself every day, sometimes three or four times in a day, maybe, right. maybe every hour, right? because we get so caught up in what we're dealing with, the stress, the divisiveness, the division, all that we've named. Yes. Where are we putting our faith? Yeah. Okay. So um, Stacy's in the news a little more than me. <laughs> And it, it, we have this really funny thing going on right now at dinner time, um, because she'll bring me. It's kind of the you're not going to believe this is the is the opening sentence, right? And then it's it's some latest report from something going on in the world. She's mm -hmm. going to go. You just aren't going to believe this, but she's not freaking out about it. She's actually not even you know in that upset, agitated. She's looking at it as look at how close we are to the return of Christ. Yes. I mean, she's seeing all this global turbulence and, and things as, as some of the stuff right out of, of what Jesus warned us about. And so we can look at that, and, and if our perspective is on God, you are in control, Father impending doom and debt and foreclosures and all that, and then a ruined reputation behind right, that, right? right. And, and you were able to navigate that because of God and his faithfulness yes. to you. Yes. Yeah, John, you know, when you're in the, the bottomless pit looking up and you just focus on God, mm. um, he is faithful. I mean, I just, I, I go back to those long days of how can we do this? How is this going to happen? And the answers, I, I had no earthly answer for most all of those questions that we had, but God was faithful. There it is. I had no earthly answer. Right. Right. That actually is the Christian life. Yes. 
right? That we're not looking to our assurance right. in earthly answers. We, we're finding ourselves in a situation where God has to come through. And I think this is a time for all of us that calls for some real mental resilience mm -hmm. to get hold of our thoughts, right. to get hold of our emotions. Yes. It, it's a time for emotional resilience. Don't freak out. That That's the basic training in any military, you know, uh, boot camp, uh, program that that's actually basic training in athletic events and high level competition. Right. When things start melting down, don't freak out. Yeah. And here you have Jesus uh, saying that, you know, keep, keep your cool so that you can make good decisions. And I think part of that is we need to get our heads out of the wars and rumors of wars and back into God. Yes. What, what he's up to. What he's up to, what he's saying. What he's offering. Oh, my goodness. If this isn't the end of the age, gang, we're certainly on the edge mm. of it. Yes. And it's kind to say and admit, yeah, it's a very trying time. These are very upset times, very divisive times with a whole lot of darkness trying to throw gas all over those fires. I, therefore, need to take my resilience more seriously. Yes. My perspective, my emotions. So just an example of this. So the story of God should get more of your attention time than any other media. Yes. Giving God your attention through, you know, good podcasts, scripture reading. I have to give a plug for the pause app here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's been a really beautiful thing for me to go to. You know, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and fear grips me. You know, it's just, I think about things and I put on the 10 minute and at the 50 yard line there, there's three options for you. you know, sometimes I don't make it to that and oh, I go to okay. sleep. <laughs> so Bar's talking about, so this is the one minute pause app, gang. I think, I think you probably all know that, but if that's new to you, we built an app right before yes. the pandemic. I'm sorry. I should have explained that. No, um, it was such a Jesus story. We're not an app company. We don't you yes. know, do that. But I was very strongly moved to create an app that would guide people twice a day. So what Barr was referring to is that you can choose a one-minute, a three-minute, a five-minute five minute. pause, or a 10. And when we first built it, John and, and the team were saying, oh, you got to put a 10-minute pause in there. And I'm like, no, you, that's absurd. Like, no one. Yes. in this hour on the earth is going to pause for 10 minutes in their day. Right. Like they're almost incapable of it. But you get but, halfway through the 10-minute yeah, pause. And, and the one I love is, you know, you get halfway through, you're centered, and then, and then you ask, where do you want to go? Faith or hope or love? And all three of them are just delights. And, and just, I mean, it's been a staple for me. John, thank you. Oh, I'm so delighted to know that. Bart. Been a staple. I was thinking of an analogy. Bart, you are a pilot. Mm -hmm. You've been flying your personal plane around for years and years and years and years. And there's two types of ratings that you get when you're a pilot. And 
It's a private rating and an instrument rating. And an instrument rating. To yes. explain the instrument rating. So the instrument rating is, and it's it's really, um, they they kind of say it's probably the hardest uh, rating to get because when you get an instrument rating, you you have to be totally oriented to your surroundings or it's fatal. And, and uh, so when you fly into a cloud, and that's what instrument rating does, is you get into an environment where you lose every sense of orientation. And within about 30 seconds, they, they say that a, that a private pilot who's not instrument rated, if he flies into a cloud, he's got less than a minute to live. What? Yes. Yeah. And it's, you can go to NTSB Holy and just see how, how many, how many private pilots get into a instrument situation. And, you know, the, the fluid in your ears, all, all of a sudden say, I'm taking a hard left where well, you try to correct for that. And you pretty soon the airplane falls out of the air. So if you don't have faith in those instruments, you're dead. You're dead. So folks, I, I don't think the analogy is too difficult to connect mm. here. Like in a time that is just urging fear, anger, division, upset, just be upset, be agitated, be unsettled. You can get thrown pretty hard in our instruments. Our, yeah. our, our perspective is the heart of God, yes. is the goodness of God, is the character of God. The word of God. It's yes. the word of God. It's the compass. Friends, in your day today, what you do is love. Yes, exactly. What you do is love. You just love in the situations that you're in. You love the people around you. I think this has been the transforming thing for you, Bart. Yes, it has. It is. It, and you just go back to that story. I, I think... I think the motive of love, my partner and I, that we had for one another in this very desperate times was a great motivating and, and very powerful force in our life. And, and, and love, to receive it, to give it, it's the most powerful force in the universe. Well, and we're not just trying to pump you guys up, but what was happening back in that time in the building industry in, in Southern California was everybody was defaulting on their right. on their loans and their debts. Yeah. And they were just declaring bankruptcy. And then all of their contractors were... Yeah, hosed. Yeah, they just were just... Left, left holding nothing. Holding nothing. And you guys actually had a day where you called all of your contractors in and paid them off. Yeah. You paid them. Yeah, yeah. We, we did that over the seven years and we, you know, we... That, that was another part of God's faithfulness. Uh, I mean, the hoops that we had to jump through, but God gave us the path. He, he gave us the path, but we had to choose to engage and to love. Oh, I'm having to choose it every day. I really am. I'm having to choose it every day because here's the really tough thing. If you have a heart for the kingdom of God, then you have a heart that things operate the way they should. Mm -hmm. you, you have a heart for fairness, for justice, yes. and you can really get taken out by all that. Yes. Your good heart, your heart for the world can really be a source of a roller coaster ride. 
in a time like this, and and I am, I am having to continually choose God. Yes. I believe you. I trust you. I'm waiting. And I choose love. I need to choose love today instead of upset. Right, right. And the injustice thing, John, I mean, you you go back to what God says in Deuteronomy and in Isaiah and in Malachi, you know, he just, every, every unconfessed sin will be addressed. And, but those who have their faith in Jesus Christ, he's got our backs. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that just the silver lining that we live by? You can either look at these times as, holy cow, man, how can the world ever come back to love with such division yes. and such discord down into the family level? Right. Yeah, John, I I, uh, I recently did a, my uh, uncle by marriage, very close to, uh, to him, um, and uh, he was 90, 96 years old, and and I went and did his graveside service because of the pandemic. No one was meeting indoors, but we were outside and did a graveside service in Southern California. And um, But par parts of the family would not come because of either fear or the fact that if you haven't done this, I don't want you to come. It, it was just, there was all kinds of just, you know, we couldn't even s celebrate his life yeah. because of all that was there. Yeah. I mean, it was just a distraction. Yeah, and this is a heartbreak in, in the division reaching right down into family level. And so we have to, in this hour, choose love. We do. We love God. We love God. We love God. And, and we love the people around us. Yes. Simple acts of faith. Particularly the people that are aggravating. Yes. <laughs> we return to love. We give God our attention. We don't take the bait to get spun up or yes. upset. We don't join in the division. Yes. Do not partner with that. Instead, we choose love. We do. And we trust God. And we get a hold of our mental and emotional life. And we're filled up with the power of God by tapping into that. We thought that would be helpful, friends, for you to hear. Love you all. We bless you. I pray peace into your hearts and minds. May the peace of God guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus.